0: today's podcast is on cleaning routines. And I think that that's probably been one of my keys to success is that I'm good at cleaning routines. So I will just share some successes that I've had and some things that I way from the get go did when I was very young and didn't even know what I was doing. So one of my mentors, Kay Crawford, told me, expect more that than you think they can do and they will surprise you. And I feel so many of us underestimate how much kids can do. I think back to one time I was working at a youth competition and I went around and I was helping coaches coach and learn how to clean their teams. And I was working with a fr- really good friend named Don. And when I got done, she goes, I had no idea you could pull that much out of little kids. Because I think it was like third and fourth graders that I was working with. And it's so, so I would Set your standards high, expect them to do it right, and they will get it. And I'm nice, I'm kind, I'm motivating. I don't, like, cut them down. And snap on them, it's more of a, okay, how can we get more points? So the whole point of this podcast is how can we get more points? How can you up your game at a competition? So first of all, utilize your time at class. Every minute, start on time. Don't over explain. I know some people, like I'm a doer. I want to do it. I don't want to hear someone explain it over and over. A lot of times I just teach them how to do it or tell them what I'm going to do and if they don't get what I'm saying, they screw it up and then I can fix it rather than over explain and I've had people move to our our studio from other studios and they'll say you people get more done in two weeks than they got done all year over at that other place so use your time have a plan but be wise enough to deviate from it and if you kind of go into your practice or your class with have more to do than will fit in the rehearsal so much to do so little time that will help you down will help you get more done and remember the last 15 minutes, do not shut down. Use that last 15 minutes. Some people shut down and kind of coast. Don't do that. You want to use that time. Um, tell the kids why you're doing what you're doing. And never be little, but, but have mutual respect. If you teach your kids with, with, if you treat your students with respect, you will get it back. Have expectations of what they wear and how they look and, and respect for each other. Try to squelch mediocrity. All kids want to be great. Give them goals. Help them reach them. So I always say that my the way I coach is five, six, seven, eight, one, stop. That was off. And and that's how detailed I feel like I am. Be a stickler. And, and if you're a great coach or teacher, it's exhausting. If you're not tired when you're done, you're just putting in time rather than putting energy and a lot into the time. I do three-measure polishing a lot. And where I get three measures down really, really well, and then add the next measure on and if they 're messing up on a certain spot it 's the measure before that you have to start with and and help them lead into that measure. Learn to cue like a pro, so it 's five, six, seven, eight we 're doing this, three, four, next it 's the ripple, go two, three, so that they know what you 're leading into. Create an urgency in your practices that it's so much to do in so little time. If you're, you're running your whole routine, ask yourself if your last third looks as good as the first third. Most teams look really great at their first third, but they can't sustain it through the whole thing. So you have to really work on getting that last third great. Also go from different angles of the room when you're watching your t- team and get up on a ladder if you don't have bleachers to get up on, but so that you can look down. And I know that when I come in from the waiting room, I always see something different. Okay. So I've watched about eight different films this week of teams that have sent them to me to critique them. And the number one, you know, there are, there's so many things I pick on, but the number one thing I pick on is force of moves on every single thing you do. You have to look down. Forceful, And if your kids don't understand what you're talking about, show them a great high school team or a great college team that they can look at and go, wow, that's what I'm trying to do. Because sometimes they don't know what you mean. Every time I watch a team do, I call them clappers, but it's like where you go to a and then you clap above your head. A lot of people don't stop at that T; they pass the point. So you have to have stopping points on every move that you do. And when I notice these things, it's like um, it's just details that you have to like hit a wall, clap, hit a wall, clap. So it's got to stop at that point. I notice that on things like cleans or slaps, whatever you call them, sticks. Everybody calls it different things, but you can't reverberate afterwards. You have to clean and those arms have to stick to where they're at. If you're doing a high V, it's got to be a V. Every kid has to be the same. If they're doing arms straight up with thumbs almost touching, we call those kissing turkeys. They have to be the same. If you're doing an L arm on a leap, the L has to be the same. So just try to look at every move and is it the same? Then the extra thing I really or the uh, next thing I really talk about is extra movement. Cut out the slack and eliminate the extra movement. You can see this watching slow motion. If kids are like, I, I call it like a wow when they slap or when they go for a shelf before they hook on. So let's talk about kick lines. Your, your connection in the kick line and your disconnection when you unhook at a kick line should be events. They have to be a, an event. Like when you're moving into the kick line, boom, and you hook up, it's got to be together and so many teams are just so not together. I get frustrated. So no you know if you have a song with the words, use the words. If you don't, they got to yell the count out. A lot of times when my high school team um, is having issues with a kick line, we add a verbal or if, or if there's a certain part where they're having an issue, we add a verbal like slay or get it or You know, we just yell it out. No one can really hear that, but it helps them be together. We do that on spots too, by the way, like when we're turning spot, spot, you know, if they're yelling it, hopefully they're together. Okay. So the next thing I would talk about is transitions, formation changes, basically most teams shut down on formation changes and that is where to get some free points, like free points and bingo. You've got to, if you just work on your transitions and beef them up like they're an event, like pick up your feet more, um, look aggressive, have your head up, have your upper body in a way that it really shows confidence. So let's talk running. I watch t- teams do these kickback running like a, in kick a lot. It's, it's supposed to be called kick butt running. You need to kick your butt. And some of them are so lame, they're like low. And they need to really get precise, staccato, tight, whatever you want to call it, be on the balls of your feet and stop together. Like some people like slough into the kick line and don't just get get there on a certain point. So we always add a spaz, like if we get to the kick line or get to the formation We add like a spaz on the last beat. And again, we'll yell something so that we, it kind of makes our minds know that we're there and kind of jerk your shoulders back, whip your head up to make it look like a bigger deal. If you're marching or walking, pick your feet up. Look intentional. Think scuffling compared, you know, like shuffling scuffly feet compared to precise, tight, picking up the feet. Um, Keep lines straight. Body directional changes is a big deal. And I didn't get that in my first years of coaching. When you're turning to the side, your shoulders, your head, your hips, everything should all like jolt to the side. If you make little things a bigger deal, your team will look better. And I'm going to say that again. If you make little things a bigger deal, you're going to get more points. So focus on the little things. So let's talk heads if i'm going to go back to kick i'm switching between different because there's so many genres but this helps in any any type of dance your head's have to be the same on all moves like whether it's a leap a kick whatever it is your head has to be and, and if you will look at people's if you will look at your kids heads that's a huge way to up your points i i always said when i was a young coach I I went into a competition once and I watched a team called Burnsville and they were so excellent that I knew they had us by their heads that day. So if you can spend some time on your heads, think about the range of motion and think about um, just that it's choreographed into the routine. Like for instance, on kick, are you doing your head on the prep or are you doing it on the kick? There's no right or wrong, but you really have to be consistent with habits. So it's the same. Okay, now I'm going to go into um, sameness. Close your feet. That's coaching. Your mouth should never be shut if if feet are apart. I do a lot of um, just taking my fingers and looking at the kids and going feet together and like kind of pretending my feet my fingers are are legs and going feet together and they know what I'm talking about. So files are huge. Arm angles. You know, are you back to files? Are you behind the person in front of you? Um, Here's another big thing to watch as a coach. Not leading off to the next measure. You have to complete ones and you have to complete eights. You have to hit the one when you get there. I always tell my kids championships are won on first kicks because a lot of teams get in by the second, but they do not hit that first kick. So a lot of times we'll go, like say we're going into a a kick line, we'll be like travel two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, stop so that they get that first beat in. And then your eights, a lot of people start, especially like on our team this year, We our poor little shorties, they had so far to go that it was very easy for them to want to lead off on eight so they could get to their place. So really watching eights and ones and cleaning those. And use video for that. It's Or use truth pictures. One of my coaches just takes a lot of like, she shutter, almost shutters it so it goes fast and she throws them out on the table, print it out, like here's some truth pictures, check your feet, check if your feet are together, check if your feet are pointed, check if your head is the same. They're painful, but if you're competitive, the kids want to try to get better. So um, now I'm going back to force of moves and just think of some things. If you're doing like a peel or a ripple, whatever you call it, think about adding a head and a a change of direction and think about how forceful you can do it. Find somebody that's tight and copy them on your team. You know, we, we used to have a kid on our team named Haley Norton and she was so tight. Another one comes to mind, Jess, Jess Dowd. We, she was so tight. They, they would copy and emulate that person. So say you have a measure that's not tight, do it over and over until they get what you want and then cheer like a crazy person for them when they finally get it. So Again, you've got to make it a passion and make it fun. You've got to find a way as a coach to never cut them down, but to inspire them. Like you've got it. We are going to get this. Here we go. You know, you you don't ever go. You guys are horrible. We look terrible. You're not trying hard enough. That's going to get you nowhere. They're just going to dig their feet, their heels in. You know, in the sand. You've got to be positive. So, let's just talk about. Um, Projection and performance points. One year we were at sections and we were really tight with another team and, and we told our kids, we can't fix our, you know, you can't fix your turns today, you can't fix your kicks today, you can't be more flexible today than you already are, but you can control your energy, your tightness, and how you're doing what you're doing. And on that given day, there were eight judges and we had tens across the board except for one judge gave us a nine, That's pretty good, too. So we had 79 out of 80 in the performance projection category. That is points. You got to get those points. So, um, you know, and I'll say this to our youth directors. The kids have to know the routine to be able to perform. And they have to practice performing when they're doing it. I always tell my kids, pretend you're at the event so when you get there, you've already been there. Like if we're practicing to go to state... We're imagining ourselves at the big target center, so you, you you don't just all of a sudden the day you get there try to add in the smiles and the energy, whatever. So think about changing faces, eyebrows, um, presentation, how you hold your shoulders, how you lift from your I call it your décolleté, but lift so that you look confident. Rehearse confidence because you need to rehearse confidence. If your team really struggles choreographing expressions and verbals, um, posture, it posture just totally shows your energy. There used to be a there used to be a question on our judging sheet that said, can the judges feel energy when the dancer is standing still? So I want you to think about projecting confidence, projecting energy and basically commanding attention. So some other things you can do um, do half sides so that they can have a twin and they watch their half side. Bring your phone to practice, film your twin. And they should watch it on slow motion so they can see if they're off. I do find that we have to watch it together as a team too so that that I can point out what they need to work on. So filming and showing the film is great. Every dancer should know their strength and they should know that what they need to work on for their weaknesses, You can also sometimes have someone come into practice when you're getting ready to compete to inspire them, like a a trusted alumni or, or somebody that used to coach and has quit. They could come back. Sometimes I have my dancers get up on chairs so that the other dancer has to look up when they do half sides. And you also can invent some some things to perform at to get them out there before they compete, like a parent night or a basketball game or go to a grade school, and then you work out all the quirks before you get to uh, competition. So I was just critiquing some teams with kicks, and... I already mentioned the connections. But also recovery is a huge thing. Telling your kids to bounce on kick errors rather than keep throwing up a kick on the wrong, wrong kick. You can also do what the Rockettes do and count back. Like like say you do four kicks and roll. Four, three, two, one. So they don't have an extra one. Um, figure out why kids are not fixing things. Like if it's their back. Maybe their shoulders aren't strong enough and they need to start lifting some weights. But you need to think about all elements. With kicks, really watch the angles. If it's closed, it should be closed. If it's open, it should be all the way open so it almost skims the body of the kid next to them. And if it's straight, it should be to their nose, not their shoulder. So turns, Um, let's just talk about how you land them. You need to have an exact landing and you need to be strict about how you do it, and and some landings may be different, but a lot of kids like will step out and they get the file all out rather than like jump out of it and split. split. I talked earlier about yelling your spots. They also need to recover. One thing I feel like my team has gotten better at in the last five years is we may not always be together on our terms, but we're way better at fixing it if we're not. With self-awareness, if we get off, we can get back on. So um, really pay attention to recovery on turns. And one thing I notice when coming from all sacones is it's it's when they pull into the passe, like maybe at the end to do a, a triple or whatever they're doing, it's the speed at which they pull in that gets them off. Sometimes I film them in verticals to see if they're the same. And then I can slow motion it and see who's off. So that's just a little tip, but... Practice them right and demand your kids finish the turns always and never let them, like, not not do a good job at it. And, and some teams just don't have that culture or that habit. My kids are so trained that, like, if we're doing across the floors, they back up to get one more in because they want to do well. So you need to, you know, like, you know how some kids quit early when they're doing across the floor? My kids back up and want to get one more in because they want to get better. So, um... You also have to think about endurance. If your team's not making it through, you know, if they look great and then all of a sudden they fall apart, it's endurance. We really see that on turns. So a lot of times if we do our dance the whole way through, then we'll go, okay, let's hit the last turn set while we're tired. And try it while they're tired because if they can't do it while they're tired, they can't do it. So, um, I just can't, I'm trying to think what else. I just think some people take too long with their speed of teaching. I never wait for my kids to line up and I I number them off myself rather than have kids go one, two, one. You know, I'll go down the line. One, two, one, two. Use your time. Uh, So there's a lot of different learning styles on your team and and kind of be aware of that. I think repetition is one of the biggest things for kids that learn a little slower you know, I know when I learned routines, I wanted to do it over and over so I could get it right. Like say it's a measure. I'd I'd start out slow and then I'd be like five, six, let's do it again. And you count two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five, six, a little faster. One, two. I don't stop in between every time and go, do you want to do it again? Do you care? You want them to do it again. So run the room, you know, run it. So I also say, imagine each kid wearing a shirt that says, catch me doing something right. So, um, good luck. I hope this helps you. It's just some things on cleaning, but be aware of details. Thank you.